Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Matildas v Canada, of course, tomorrow, game number two after that 5-0 loss. Plenty going on in the A-League as well, and Premier League's got you talking. So the global game will have it covered. Simon Hill, good morning to you. Let's start with Tony Gustafsson and the pressure and the situation that he's under. He's been here before with these kind of losses heading into heading into the World Cup, for instance. Um, what do you think's going on over there with this Matildas team against Canada? Good morning, mate. Uh, morning, Matty. Look, I, th- I think, first of all, it's important to put this into context. Uh, that This is a friendly series. Um, and while the result of the weekend was not good, and um, I-, I think some of the criticism w- was certainly justified, uh, it-, it is still a friendly series. And obviously, he's taken the opportunity, <clears throat> excuse me, to, to blood some of the uh, players that he hasn't seen uh, either before or too regularly. Um, and that is what friendlies are for. Let's be brutally honest about that. Having said that, do you throw them all in together? That's a different discussion entirely, and and that's where I think, you know, some of the discussion around uh, the Matildas is is completely justified. Uh, not many people seem to like um, having in-depth discussions about the Matildas. There, there seems to be a bit of a backlash when it, when you you know try and analyse things from certain quarters. But, you know, that that's what comes with, with having a team that's made the World Cup semi-finals. Uh, you know, there's going to be an in, a very intense scrutiny about the team. And uh, that's healthy for the game of football in this country. Um, I, I think he'll probably make changes for the second game. He'll probably, you know, restore some of his more experienced players uh, to the starting 11. And on the back of that, we'll probably get a better result or certainly a better performance. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, you know, as I say, it's a result that has to be put into context while at the same time, um, you know, that they must accept that there is criticism that's going to come their way when you put in a performance like that. That's just the way of the world. Totally. It's got to be analysed and it's got to be critiqued. And that's the double-edged sword, isn't it? You've got everybody talking about you, but you've also got more expectations and probably more um, discussion around you, which is always going to be good and sometimes it's it's going to be hard to hear. But that's the situation for Matildas against Canada tomorrow afternoon. I had a chat with Alex Brosk yesterday and we spoke about Terry McFlynn, so former Sydney FC player, and Brosky knows him well. He's going to be the new director of football for the Auckland um, A-League's entry, which is going to come on in, which I think is... I reckon it's a really good move on behalf of the A-Leagues, and we discussed this as well, mate. But the the move from, from them to get somebody like Terry McFlynn, in your opinion, um, does that set them up? Does that does that look good for them as they set up this brand-new club? 
Yeah, of course. Look, it's it's the very first building block in uh, a football sense. After after they were announced that they'd got the license, and uh, Bill Foley, of course, the American uh, who also owns Bournemouth, and uh, I think a couple of uh, franchises in in the American sports uh, landscape. Um, and he will need that local knowledge. You know, even though he has a presence in New Zealand via his business, uh, he probably doesn't know the football scene too well locally, and Terry does. Uh, so I'm sure he will, you know, start to shape what the football department looks like, uh, who the coach is going to be, uh, what the playing style is, is going to look like, and uh, the players that need to be acquired uh, to deliver that. So I think it's a very good first step. Uh, Terry's a super guy. Uh, he's been in this neck of the woods for many, many years. He was with Sydney FC right from the outset. So uh, he knows this league as, as well as anyone. And, um, yeah, it's it's a good appointment by Auckland, I think. Yeah. I, in Premier League, so I had a text this morning from a listener about the Man City situation on the, on the weekend and Erling Haaland and the blow-up towards the referee. And one of my listeners said that Man City are a protected species. And then I went through... What's happened? <laughs> what's happened? What's happened thereafter? That that the club... you wouldn't be a Liverpool fan, would he? <laughs> <laughs> there was no name and no pack drill on it, but possibly yes. But here's the thing, right? Yeah. So, the the club were charged with a breach of a certain rule, and then it said that mm. it's alleged that during the 94th minute of the fixture, the club failed to ensure their players do not behave in a way which is improper, which which grabbed my attention. I'm like, well, hang on a second. Where do you stop with that kind of rule to say that the club should then... And let's take Manchester City out of this for a sec. But where do you stop with that rule to say if a player goes up and does something to a referee, the player would would never be um, would never be held accountable for that if you're going to continually fine the club for saying, well, they didn't tell the player not to do it? Well, first things first, I don't think Man City can be a protected species if they're being charged with misconduct. So <laughs> I mean, that's a load of nonsense for a start. Um, secondly, to be honest, uh, you know, I, I take my Man City hat off here. I think it's right that they've been charged, even though I completely disagree with the decision of the referee. Uh, it's, it's one of the big problems in our game that we don't respect officialdom. Uh, now, in my in my opinion, he made a big mistake on Saturday. But, you know, people do that. It's called being a human being. They make errors. And we've got to protect referees an awful lot more. Uh, and if it takes, you know, a charge like this and a fine for City, I mean, it, it's happened earlier on in the season. Jurgen Klopp got, got a fine for, you know, getting in the face of a fourth official after, after a refereeing decision. The problem with our game at the moment, uh, it's the biggest problem, in my opinion, is that we have zero respect for our officials. And every single week, we're talking about refereeing decisions rather than footballers. I hate it. It's a, you know, it's, to a large extent, it's the same in the A-League here and right around the world as well. And VAR, in my opinion, has exacerbated that. I'm not going to go down that road. You know my feelings on that. Um, but we have a duty of care to officials and uh, the game to, to stop this crowding of referees, this abusing of referees on a consistent basis, because they don't have a voice. You know, they're not allowed to talk to the media. So they can't bite back and say, listen, this is why I made the decision. 99% of the time, they're right. 
1% of the time, they're wrong. Sadly, I think this particular decision by Simon Hooper at the weekend was wrong, but that does not mean that he deserves to be lambasted from pillar to post by players, managers, uh, fans, etc. And if you look at Pep Guardiola's post-game interview, actually, he actually says when asked the question by the reporter in the post-game interview, I am not going to give you the sort of answer that got Mikel Arteta in hot water. And really, that's what we need. Uh, we need you know, managers They can have an opinion whether the decision was right or wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. But you can't have this constant going after officials because statistics show that we are losing referees at an alarming rate. And we're going to get to a point where we're going to have nobody left to officiate the game. Why would you mm. want to do it? All you get is abuse. Mm. hope they get paid well. Well, in the Premier League, you know, they probably do to a certain extent, but nowhere near the players. Uh, in the A-League, I would imagine for the three, I think there's only three full-time referees. Um, they'll be on a full-time salary, but it certainly won't be, you know, enough to retire on within 12 months. The refs are doing it part-time. And I think we forget that. You know, they're doing it because they love the game. And I know a lot of referees in this country, and by and large, they're great people. They love the game. Um, they don't deserve this. And the sooner we protect them, um, you know, much on a much stronger basis, the, the better, in my opinion. Yep. Well said. Good on you, mate. Thank you. Plenty for you to discuss on the global game at eight o'clock tonight, uh, Eastern Daylight Saving Time, right here on SEN. Thanks for your time, mate. Cheers, Matty. Simon Hill joining us there. Let me know your thoughts on that. I think he's he's put it so well. I mean, at the, the whole centre of that issue is the protection around referees. And 99% of the time, yeah, I reckon he's spot on. They, they get everything right. They get most things right. They get much more right than they do wrong. But they have no recourse aside from the fact to just cop it. In this scenario, I wonder whether... You stop it by stopping the player from doing it versus saying to the club, you're responsible for the player. Anyway, we'll wait and see on that one. 0457 736 736 is my text line. Uh, Curveballs, we'll get to some of those after this break.